know why you're here? Uh, I just want to lie. Is that too much to ask? And if it is, I guess I'm taking by force just to make them mad. Had a lot of time to think with the little time that I had. I gotta get this for myself and that's explaining why. I just want to lie. Is that too much to ask? If it's too much for me to carry, don't worry, I brought some bags. I'm prepared for everything while they doubt me and that's just sad. When that time come, I'ma have them feeling bad. Just a little mad that they missed the glow up. Half of them won't show up. Tell them take a seat, let them get caught up in the sofa. Tell your MCs hang it up because my ride is black is over. I'm a monster when it comes to the microphone. Listening to a brand new episode of Breeze from the Ring Podcast. I believe this is episode 51. Shout out to us. We made it 51 episodes in. Shout out to all the love, support that we do get. Definitely appreciate it in every capacity. Um, of course, it's your boy Chris J. Got my boy Trail Sav on here. Yo. And I got the boy Tyler on here. It's good, everybody. Happy right. Monday. Foop, right. Christopher, Columbus. Always. Always, man. So, with this being episode 51, <clears throat> we can, uh, so, the NBA players that have wore number 51, the only notable one is Ron Artest. Ron Artest wore number hey. 51 in his only season with the New York Knicks. This is going to be a, um, a, a hard-hitting episode. Mm. Mm. Hard-hitting like Lashley uh, with Lana or like how like like that or cause like, you know. Yeah, yeah hard-hitting like Ashley and Lana because I hit hard. Mm. Big fact. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, a lot to talk about on this episode busy week in wrestling and NBA season starts in literally I think less than two weeks so a lot to really discuss so with that said uh we're recording on Monday so uh we'll get some live takes on Raw as we uh discuss uh the past week in wrestling so let's go ahead and talk about last week on Raw um let me pull up the you dig so Raw last week, after what many would consider a brutal Hell in a Cell, uh, based off the ending, shout to uh, WWE playing it super smart because Muggs was pissed off for no goddamn reason. But that's the wrestling community, and they can kiss my ass. So with that being said, um, Raw opened up with a uh, they opened up with Alistair Black, if I recall, right? Nope. They opened up with a match of, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Charlotte versus, uh, Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. There we go. No, wait, and last week. Becky Lynch we won. Last week. Last week. We talking about last week? Yeah. That nigga, Alistair Black ain't fight Alva Dari for the first match. That's cap. Couldn't be. Um, yeah. last week would have to be. Yeah, that was last week. Bro, I do not remember them starting off with Alistair Black beating Avidari. I mean, not even Avidari. That was the goddamn The Mahals. Um, yeah, he, they started off with that. I really don't. I this world was something this, else. The order that this is, is kind of stupid. Plus, that was the plus that was the night after Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So it couldn't start off with that. I think they. 
Didn't oh, he start wait, off never with mind, Sasha? never mind. Now I got it. All right, it started off with Rusev versus Randy Orton. There we go. Uh, yeah, uh, which led to the Bobby Lashley disrespect. Um, <laughs> look, before what I just saw on Raw, um, Rusev really needs to shoot this nigga. Like, <laughs> like, gee, call Jim Jones in the game to violate folks or something, gee. Because it's getting out of hand, my nigga. It's getting out of hand. So disrespecting his whole manhood. Exactly. Uh but yeah, so then uh the last woman standing match between Lacey Evans and Natalia happened. It was I, I actually enjoyed this match. Like I know there was some people a little being overly critical, but I've grown to really appreciate Lacey Evans and just like who like I think in terms of talking she's one of the best women talkers in the company she's still a little green in ring but in the last in the last man standard type match she that she really showed herself a lot like her personality shine and all of that she should have won the match but she was dominant throughout and they just had to make natalia look strong for whatever goofy ass reason why but i enjoyed the match y'all have any insight on that uh uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it was cool. Uh, Lacey Evans has been getting better, and Natalia is the tire, so. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Tyler, anything you want to add? Um, after looking at it again, because I was one of those guys that was kind of critical of it in the beginning. Like, I didn't like how it started, per se, but that ending really did get me into it. But going as far as Lacey Evans, she is, I am definitely seeing improvement and everything. And having her go against Natalia was probably, it's probably the best thing to do for that kind of match because Natalia is good at putting people over because we I, we didn't even think that she was going to have a good, um, what was that, it's a missing match with Becky Lynch at uh, the previous oh, yeah, the match they had. Cell, but yeah. it turned out to be really good too so shout out to both of them for just putting on a good match Agreed. alright and then Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rue versus the Viking Raiders where the Viking Raiders won pretty much set up for them winning the belts this week so this match slapped it was a good match hard yeah. I definitely enjoyed that one definitely uh, then Alistair Black beats up the Singh brothers. Pretty much beat their ass on his own. Nothing to really talk about besides we saw Alistair Black. Um, then Lucha House Party, uh, got washed by the OC. Nothing to talk about there. It was a decent match. Entertaining, but we got what we expected. The OC beating niggas' asses and AJ Styles clashing niggas. Um... Then Becky Lynch and Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors. So I just want to say, with this, I like that they let the, that they let Oscar and Kari Sane speak Japanese, and we didn't know what the hell they were saying. It added something to them. And next time, if they were real, add subtitles just to be funny. Extremely racist. It and kind I don't of feel racist. like having that commentary. It's not. I'm not even trying to mean it in a racist way. But if you're going to do this, because in a way, they look comfortable. Like, I rewatched that promo, and they look comfortable 
especially once I figure out what somebody translated, what they were saying, and they pretty much said, we're going to beat y'all ass, and they literally did that on top of it. But I just like the fact that they looked comfortable. And if it's a heel thing, cool, let them be great. But but it will be nice if they added subtitles. See, uh, what's the point of adding subtitles if the whole point is them supposed to be like mad Japanese too? Look, I'm all here for the race, the underlying racism too, but it's the same if they add subtitles, which is, it's kind of weird because that means that they knowing that this stuff was pre-recorded. I mean, like pre planned. Um, you know, it just makes no sense of having subtitles. Also, yeah, you could just go off and say, "Hey, they see him and dub like Funaki and folks," and then you just get even more racist. I just like them as them saying things, and niggas gonna be like, "Huh?" And then proceed to get and all that type beat. of stuff, <laughs> and then proceed to to beat the crap out of people. I'm loving the way the Kabuki Warriors are. Yeah, and then shout out to uh, miss the Oscar spinning on niggas. But yeah, so Tyler, anything you wanna add? Um, pretty much agree with you what you guys were saying. I have a problem with. Have them not like speaking in English last week for the promo because they're not. The, I think it was somebody else that used to do the same thing. Matter of fact, Shinsuke did it a couple times before. So, yeah, three. All right, then we got stellar match of the night: Apollo Cruz versus Ricochet. Uh, it was cool just seeing them do flips and stuff, and then Apollo Cruz just getting washed. So we can rush through that. Um, and then we get the, uh, Tyson Fury promo. Uh, they were doing Shane McMahon punches. (laughs) And I understand Tyson Fury hands is a weapon of mass destruction. So he can't really actually hit Braun. So he has to act him out Shane McMahon-like. But just don't do it, Shane McMahon. Like, is my thing when it comes to it. It's like, gee, we don't need Shane McMahon punches. But uh, mm-hmm. it was cool. That's it. Y'all don't want to add anything to it. Nah, I, I, nah. I, I barely watched that thing. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, it, it lasted long. Did need to last, and it was like I understand you have to kill time, so. But anyway, so SmackDown, which was the opening night of the draft, and also Raw went the whole night without barely mentioning uh, Seth Rollins and The Fiend as well, which um, I don't blame, but hey. They redeemed themselves a little bit on Friday, so. Yeah, so they they had time to figure out how to BS around it. But SmackDown opened up with Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Winner gets the first pick for their Brent, which is kind of weird because they were both technically supposed to be drafted so it was like uh yeah but uh great match really great match mm-hmm. it's always good to see uh Reigns and Rollins go at it uh really no problems with it I know I'm not mad at the finish with uh the Fiend coming out the ring to uh snatch Rollins up uh and Roman just saying you know what I'm getting out of Dodge expeditiously so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like it was cool, cool finish because that way both of them don't 
look foolish at pinning the other, so I'm not mad at the finish at all. So we'll talk about the draft results after we go over this week as well. So uh, anything I want to add about the match? Nah. See, I need to get choked up. It's always fun for me. Always. All right. So then um, Stephanie announces the picks. Um, moving on. King Corbin versus uh, Shorty Gable. I am. You ain't gonna it. say the picks. We'll get to it. I'm gonna just. It's easy. If we just go oh, okay. over it like all together. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, uh, Corbin versus Shorty Gable. Uh, if these niggas fight again, I will legit just probably pull my goatee out because I'm tired of this already. <laughs> I'm really annoyed of seeing these niggas fight. But uh, Corbin won. So if y'all want to add anything to it, I'm just, I think I legit turned the match off because I was just tired of these niggas. I turned it off like mid match. The only thing that's really bugging me is like, why did they have to change Chad Gable's name? Like, that's just the nigga. I get it; they're trying to gimmick title, guys out a little bit more, but it's like, come on, man! I'm not feeling it. Yeah, Shorty I'm, Gable, what is that? Like, some, I was listening to uh, uh, the first Black Champ podcast, and they said chad gable's nickname shorty sounds like the white boy who goes to the all-black school and they say we're not calling you no goddamn chad your name's shorty and he just it just sticks from freshman year till he graduates so but yeah so i'm over it um let's see what else happens uh paul Heyman comes out uh with brock pretty much they talk they shit so nothing to see here um, pretty much the nor- same old, same old. Pretty much leading up to Kane and Brock fighting at uh, Crown Jewel, which we saw coming. Uh, now, we could actually talk about this. So, the New Day versus the OC happened. People were upset because of the fact that Kofi came out like nothing happened. And it frustrated a lot of people. Like, it showed like he was like the nigga was happy and all of that and people was not happy. Uh New Day won the match by the way. Great match. But how do you guys feel about how like they kinda treating Kofi losing just like thrown under the rug like as if ain't nothing happening? Uh we don't know yet. <clears throat> uh it's like we can say that um that uh, oh yeah they ch- throwing it under the rug but we don't know uh and that's the thing uh, it could go on a, a simple backstage segment saying Kofi you don't feel some type of way of losing your belt and then he'll be like no man then until the point Kofi finally snaps or something like that through weeks of building up I think the problem with you know wrestling fans now is kind of like you guys are not listening to us because you didn't do the things that we want you to do. But also saying, I hate when wrestling is predictable. So it's, it's, I'm like, I'm getting a, even more and more to this mindset of like, bro, I'm not saying nothing until it happens. Uh, because like, I could say, oh yeah, Kofi Kingston, he, they act like he didn't get boob nigga in one second. But he did. 
And I don't know what they want him to be depressed. Do they want him to say the same promo about him being underutilized for 11 years? That nigga is a 90 overall on 2K20. I think Kofi Kingston is doing really, really good for himself. <laughs> so, yeah. no, like, no, no. I know, I know. I'm laughing at the 90. I'm just laughing because that nigga, it's, it's comical that he's a 90. Nigga, bro, it is crazy. So, he's probably, I think he's like, he, Kofi is probably Fox the highest rated it. black man in wrestling game history. Like he ain't even like, got that high before. He's still 86. If you don't count The Rock, it's probably just him. Yeah. Ain't no WCW. Ain't no black WCW guys other than Booker T who probably got up there. And um, Booker T highest is probably an 88. Oh, God. But, um, I don't know. We, we might have to look at, like, here comes the pain and stuff like that. If, or, like, whenever King Booker was a thing. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, oh my God, it could be, it's not like they, they had a whole goddamn two days worth of mourning for that nigga, so, yeah. Yeah, I see. Tyler, anything you want to add? Um, kind of like what Trail said, like, we don't know what they're going to do with it yet. They could still, I feel like they still may address it at some point, but... I'm not somebody that was going to get up in arms over it's like, why is he acting a certain way after just getting washed like that? And it's like, it is what it is. You know how WWE is. They try to, when they try to give us something that's unpredictable, people complain. When it is predictable, they're going to complain anyway. So yep. it's like, what's the use? And then on top of it, uh, the New Day beat the OC. So it's like, gee. Right, it wasn't like so, they just lost. Exactly. Like, if it's one thing if Kofi took a damn Styles, a Styles Clash and be the next nigga that's just out here eating Styles Clash. So, it could you be that. Shit. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, SmackDown Women's title match, Bayley versus Charlotte Flair. Um, shout to... Uh, so, pretty much, this pretty much led to that Bayley heel turn. The full-on Bayley heel turn. I'm shocked that they actually went all in with it. I'm all for it. Uh, especially since it led to uh, Bailey winning the belt again. Because I think they just knew what they knew what they had to do to make this work properly. But uh, overall, I like the heel turn. I like that she literally has new theme music on top of it. So uh, only thing we're missing is Bailey wearing the Sasha Banks fit, and we're all it's all a go. I will tune in every Friday. Every Friday. Man, look. On the dot. Y'all talking about y'all tune in Friday, nigga. My TV gonna stay on Fox. <laughs> Screen recorded. Just <laughs> Bailey walking out until the new episode. <laughs> Staying on Fox. Oh, God. But yeah, either way, it was a good match uh, between Bailey and Charlotte. Um, great match. Uh, Bailey uh, and Bailey just coming out on top in the way that we expected, of course. Uh, and then the promo saying, "Well, pretty much using a bitch to screw all of you." Pretty much just solidified it. But um, I'm cool with it, so I'm looking forward to see where they go with it. In a way, and since since both Bailey and Sasha is on SmackDown, I can honestly see uh, them feuding. <laughs> Before the year's out, or at least leading into Mania, they're gonna feud. 
so face Sasha will be something fresh after all the crazy stuff she's done in the past since she, her return. Also, prayers for her quick return because uh, whatever t whatever tailbone injury she's having kept her off Raw tonight. So, so hopefully she's a heck of a match. Yeah, that was a physical ass match. So, but good to see. Um, so yeah, that was that week. Uh, that was SmackDown. Also NXT before. Oh. We're not doing AEW because I didn't watch AEW last this week, so there's no point in me even trying to hot take and recap what happened. So, um, yeah, I missed it too. Yeah, so the only thing I watched was that Jericho promo, and I caught that because YouTube kept telling me to watch it. So I just and it was it. trash. Man, 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 bro, it's so, annoying. Yeah, uh, all I'm gonna say in regards to that just one promo, uh, Jericho, you realize he just buried Jack Swagger in the process. Yeah. <laughs> he did not realize and, him, and himself in a way yeah like you buried yourself and Jack Swagger to extent so hold that up and more uh, free publicity for WWE every time every week that they bring up WWE is a week that nobody's gonna give a damn about AEW mm-hmm they keep talking about another brand because the ratings is gonna drop more and more every week Basketball season starts in less than a week, a week and a half. So you compete against ESPN, by the way. Have fun with that. So, but, um, but yeah, NXT. Um, so pretty much open with. How did this show open up? Make sure I'm not. Pretty much just maybe just talk about what happened. So, uh, Velveteen came out. Pretty much, I guess he wants his rematch. Um. Then Ciampa came out, and Ciampa pretty much uh, made his grand return promo. Um, and he just he pretty much was talk. He didn't want to talk to Adam Cole and said he only wants to talk to his title, which is all I can do is respect it. G. Shout out to my man, uh, Drew Gulak and Leo Rush. So I actually watched this match. This match slapped hard. This match slapped. Shout out to Leo Rush, G. Like, dead ass. Shout out to Leo Rush. Did his thing. And he secured the bag and didn't mess up. Then, uh, Walter versus Kushida. Walter's a big ass nigga. <laughs> Plain and simple. That's a huge ass man. And that man does stuff that a huge ass man has no business doing. That nigga got up for a drop kick. And I was like, G, what the hell? Great match, though. Like, the fact that Walter was able to have a not a the stereotypical big guy versus the athletic uh high flying ass nigga like Kushida or whatever says yeah. a lot and I really enjoyed the match as a whole. Like it was a really fun match to watch. And okay, and then Dakota's uh Kai versus Bianca Belair was a decent match. Uh it was decent. B Bianca won. Shot the Black Excellence, and she pretty much challenged Rhea Ripley randomly. So, is that the first match she's won in a while, or a singles match she's won in a while? Mm, uh, probably. Because I can't remember the last time she had she did anything or got a win. I think she's probably won singles matches, but it's like you, they've been putting her in those matches where it's like 
that multi-man matches where it's like either she eats the pin, so it comes off like she yeah. lost more than you remember. So I can't really say, honestly. Like I'm not saying she's been in a slump yeah. or nothing. Yeah. I just it's wonder. just she's been taking pins in multi-man matches. So it's like that type of L. Um, but yeah, so Breezango versus the Forgotten Sons. I don't give a damn about that match. And Cameron Grimes uh, squashed somebody else. Nothing to see here. But yeah, NXT was decent match-wise. So yeah, uh, that was pretty much last week in wrestling. AEW hold that L because nothing seemed like nobody said anything for me to be in tune, to even tune in. And I DVR'd it as well, so. Uh, I will say this: shout out to the Young Bucks for letting Black people uh beat them in the open around that tag team match in a tag team tournament, which I thought we was gonna see Young Bucks in the final. So, uh, but yeah, but I honestly feel like they're just doing it to appease because they realize they have Black people in a match the two weeks that they've been on TV. So, hold that. So, um, stick it's only like four Black people on that roster. It's actually more than that. It's just four people that we kind of at least sort of know of. Okay, Brandy, them two niggas, gay folks. Who else? Uh, folks. I think one other dude. That dude, uh, Scorpio want... Sky, whatever his folks' name is. Um, and then one dude from a tag team as well, SCU. Yeah, that's what All I was right, talking who about. Else? Um, awesome Kong. Uh, and that, yeah, less than 10. I would definitely say it's less than 10 because I was looking at the roster randomly this week. Just to, I wanted to count the amount of minorities as a whole. So I was just curious about that. And literally, it and a good portion of that roster has not even made it to TV yet. It's like they just got people signed just so that they can say they're signed. Also, they had one, they just... Stop freaking uh, John Moxie momentum by making him go against Ty Dillinger. That match sucked. It was because Ty Dillinger sucks. Exactly. Yes, we really, really do. And you need to cut that mohawk off. Mm. But yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about the draft. I have the, I have at least the day one results and day two's happening. I think they get updated as it go as Raw goes along. So. The draft was Friday, started Friday, still going on as we speak on Raw, so uh, it won't, this part will be incomplete, we'll update it by the end of the episode, so Raw has the last 30 minutes, but, well right now, Stephanie's on screen now, so who's getting drafted right now, so, uh, Chad Gable's going to SmackDown, cool. uh, so, let's see here. I mean, Baron Corbin going to Raw, right? You gotta be. I, I cannot so. see Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable again. Just please, Lord. Hold on. Wait a second. Titus O'Neil's on Raw. Wait a second. Brock's a free agent? No, Brock was drafted nah, to SmackDown. To Raw. Oh, um, okay. SmackDown, SmackDown. <laughs> I mean, yeah, SmackDown. Let's see. Titus O'Neil to Raw. Then we have... Elias is on SmackDown. Perfect. Yep. Um, random. Amongst all the people they show who got drafted, they didn't put no stats next to Elias. What they just say? It just says Elias. He is a drifter. True. 
He hasn't uh, done anything. Liv I think Morgan he has got fat injury Raw. right now. What'd you say? Liv Morgan to Raw. Let's get it. That's a, that means she's about to return soon. Yeah. So, Rey Mysterio's on Raw. Oh, okay, I missed that one. Rey Mysterio was the top pick for the sixth round. But, yeah. So, Rey Mysterio's going to Raw. Which is... That's cool. So, yeah, uh, we, we'll figure that out when we get to it about the Cain Velasquez crap. So, Damn. anyway, day one of the draft. So, uh, number one overall pick was Becky Lynch. She Becky. Yeah, Becky Lynch. And she going to Raw. Oh, man. Uh, SmackDown got Roman Reigns. Makes sense. The OC as a whole. And then SmackDown. This is probably the biggest shock of the draft still is Bray Wyatt to SmackDown. Still the biggest shock. I do yeah. not know what you do with Bray Wyatt. With him going to SmackDown. Because then he's not. It was Seth guaranteed staying on Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it you, was, I don't know what you do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him because I feel like Paul Heyman used him in perfection. Now oh, I'm curious on how Eric Bischoff is going to use him. It's but, not even just that. It's just like you're going to ruin his momentum by not giving him the belt. Then we're going to have to go through this whole thing of do they trust Bray Wyatt or not? And I hate that freaking dialogue with a passion. It's the most annoying. Did Kevin Owens even get drafted yet? Yeah, Kevin Owens was Yeah, he got drafted to Raw. He got drafted to Raw day one. uh, For real? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, Lee, Raw is stacked. But yeah, so uh, Raw also has Drew McIntyre. So that was the first round. So, first round, Raw got Becky Lynch, OC, and Drew McIntyre. SmackDown got Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. So, shout out to Bray Wyatt being a freaking top five pick. Um, Then, round two, SmackDown. I mean, Raw got Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Bobby Lashley. And SmackDown got Sasha Banks and Braun Strowman. And then, third round, Raw got Alexa Bliss, Kevin Owens, and Natalya. SmackDown got Lacey Evans in the revival. And then the Viking the next round Viking Raiders got drafted to Raw plus Nikki Cross and the Street Profits. And Lucha House Party and Heavy Machinery goes to SmackDown. Uh then the undrafted niggas. Uh cuz if you wasn't drafted cuz if you wasn't drafted, you pretty much got the right to pick which show you want to be on aka they said, hey, you going here, you going there. Raw had uh, got EC3, Eric Young, and Sin Cara, who I didn't know was still with the company. Um, I thought Sin Cara was part of Lucha House Party the whole time as well. So, shout out to that yeah, racism, same. I felt. Um, Apollo Crews, Drew Gulak, Heath Slater, Tamina, and B-Team is on SmackDown. So, shout out to the Jobber gang outside of Drew Gulak. Uh... I think he'll be a mid-card guy. And it makes me also curious on how they're planning to do the uh, Cruiserweight belt as well. So, but anyway, so, and I was just on SmackDown. So, then Raw, so far, Seth Rollins. Round one was Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, and Andrade the Raw. 
And SmackDown got Brock Lesnar and New Day. Once again, confusing. Some people, they thought Kofi and New Day was going to Raw. I was part of those people. This is to confirm what Datro has been saying, that Kofi's going to be back in mid-card hell in the tag team division. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because that's what got him to the top in the first place. Exactly. Especially as long as the belt is on Brock Lesnar, that man is going to be nowhere in contendership at all. So, it is what it is. Unfortunately. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, I like Andrade on Raw. Like, Raw mid-card is going to be freaking busting with while having people like Andrade who could eventually be main event guys as well. Um, Raw ends also got the Kabuki Warriors who they said that the women's tag team champions will be able to alternate brands. As long as they have the belts. Yeah, as long as they have the belts, they can alternate brands to fight whoever. So, the interesting thing is how they're going to set up number one contender matches now, though. So, Rollins will defend his universal title against the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in a false count anyone match at Crown Jewel. Bray Wyatt is losing them. Why? I don't know how it's going. Because you can't have him take a pin. And you can't. You can't. You definitely can't do another no DQ or nothing like that. Exactly. I will. They, I feel like they would just better off doing a last, last man standing. Last man standing, right? Like, cause now he had, like, he has to eat the pin. So, that's unfortunate. Cause uh, he can't get the belt because he they on separate brand. Exactly. It freaking exactly. So, but anyway, uh, but yeah, the Kabuki Warriors, Rusev and Alistair Blacks on on Raw. Daniel Bryan and Bailey, SmackDown. Uh, Cedric Alexander, Humberto Carrillo, Eric Rowan to Raw. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Eric Rowan. Shout out to Paul Heyman. Somebody's muscle. That's all he's good for because he's not a good singles competitor to me, G. I just can't take him Y'all did not see the goddamn Big Show versus Eric Rowan. Uh, classic stairs match. So, and look, Big Show is a hell of a worker. <laughs> he can make he could make good matches with anybody. Look, man, I didn't see that time when Eric or when a Big Show had a stairs match. <laughs> TLC. Look, I understand yes. that I is your that, that is your top stinks. five favorite match of all time, but no, yes. Big Show no, and Eric in a stairs match. That is Datro's top five favorite match of all time, G. Because <laughs> that's a funny ass gimmick. Oh, Two big ass niggas hitting each other with steel steps. It's <laughs> really a waste of time watching it. Uh, but yeah, so shout out to Eric Rowan. Uh, but Luke Harper is probably going to benefit most from this. But uh, SmackDown if got Shinsuke and Ali. Side to- you know, give him some another like decent singles run because it's always that rumor going around that Vince doesn't like him that much or what. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, Shinsuke and Ali was drafted to SmackDown, and then the next round 
what's the fourth round, which smack I mean Raw got Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, and R Truth. Makes me question what so with R True and the twenty four seven belt, it has to be defended on both brands, I guess. So does he I don't know if they're Figure that out. Find uh, out the blockbuster trade between Raw and WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Somebody's getting traded already. Mm. Well, it's gonna be the thing. It has to. Yeah, it's gonna be the thing. Like yeah, the thing getting traded. Yeah, it has to because gee, it makes no sense. (laughs) It just to me, somebody's getting traded. Unless you do Brock for Seth, that will make sense. And be comical as well, too. G. Oscar's so cold, G. Dog, I'm about to unfollow this person. We need all the followers we have, dog. But the thing I just see. What what, what, was said, G? Go ahead. What's the hot take? Nigga, this is gay dude in the goddamn big as heck. Bigger than you. Spinning around in a chair, and all he has is a shirt on. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Man, man that's geez. a quick, smooth booyaka. Talking about booyaka. But anyway, the fifth round, because uh, they, I think that was the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Samoa Joe, Akira Tozawa, and Sheldon Benjamin up uh, going to Raw. Shout out to Sheldon Benjamin playing jobber status and a character's hour playing jobber status. SmackDown goes yeah. back to, I mean, Miz goes back to SmackDown for the 45th time. And also, uh, God damn it, that's where he went. Corbin is on SmackDown too. Okay, that's why I, fi- I was trying to figure out where he went. But I think Samoa Joe should have went to SmackDown too because, like, they kind of miss- missing some guys, I guess. I feel like Samoa Joe will work well in SmackDown. He's just come But he's out right now anyway with that thumb injury or something. It is magical ass thumb injury. Also, shout out to Samoa Joe for saying pretty much probably had the line of the year by telling uh, Renee Young, shout out to you for keeping the lights on at your house. <laughs> like, Muggs in there crowning Jericho for what, for literally burying his own mans. But Samoa Joe legit just buried Another woman with a one line, with one line, and proceeded to carry on with his uh his uh, uh, analysis afterwards. Uh, Legend. I know we talking about wrestling, but I'm going through another Brian slander session on Twitter, dog. And look, G. He commented on the China stuff too, G. <laughs> he commented on what? He commented on the China stuff. And basically, we'll get to we'll get you to know it when Nike, we talk about the You NBA know Nike China. and China got on that with that nigga. So he 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 won on the good side, Joe. Oh. He said Daryl Morey didn't know the ramifications of what he said. Well, Nike's cool with that. <laughs> Nike ain't nigga, what are these shoes I made from? China. He know Wait, so LeBron said he didn't know the ramifications of what Daryl Morey LeBron said. LeBron said Daryl Morey was on side of the liberation of Hong Kong. Which is what the... The good thing. Yeah. Bron said Daryl Morey don't know the ramifications of what he said. 
which is he's which saying is. he's on China's side, which is nah. the side. Which I'm confused because which Nike is, will want no, him to shut the hell. Yes, he will want Nike and China will want Bron to be on their side along with the NBA. So Bron, look, bro, they call him corporate Bron. Pretty much, <laughs> Mugs gonna make watch. Mugs gonna sit there act like LeBron ain't do a damn thing. But I'm gonna say is that when we get to, I gotta take that somebody that literally. I thought of that I didn't want to tweet, but somebody actually tweeted. And shout out to that person who actually tweeted it. But um, but yeah. Um, wait, why the hell is Lacey Evans and Natalia tag teaming? I just realized who they fighting. Getting their butt kicked too. <laughs> hell yeah. Might just need to be throwing another tag team in there. Yeah, it's time to bring For up the women's squad, division. G. I hope that they bring them break, man. It's, it's just time because you need more tag teams. Because at this point, Oscar and the gang gonna literally wash. <laughs> Oscar, you just need some consistency and some cohesiveness because it's been all over the place. Like I said, you're missing Nia Jax, but even now, I think when Nia Jax comes back, she's gonna be a singles competitor. Probably, and she might end up on SmackDown too. Probably, overall. Because remember, shout out, man, Ember Moon is about to be out almost a year, depending on how bad her leg injury is. God dang! What? Ember gonna be out for almost a year. Oh yeah, like her injury is legit, like crazy. Like she, like pressed and that sucks. And I think they said it happened at a house show. Like yeah, but yeah, so that's the draft as of now. I don't think there's any more picks at this rate because um. Yeah, we already said that uh, Rey Mysterio's on Raw and a few other motherfuckers. So, and that was pretty much the job section. So we really <laughs> don't care. Really don't care. So, after that crap. But that's wrestling for this week. Um, we'll still give random uh live Raw take, especially as we get news on the breaking news supposedly of somebody getting traded. So, uh, but let's go ahead and talk about basketball. Main thing that's been going on, and we kind of already segued into it, uh, China versus the NBA. And this whole situation is very goddamn confusing. Extremely confusing. And we have, I think, a couple random listens from China, so I don't want to lose them. This is corporate Chris J talking right now, so you have a problem with it. I'm just keeping it G-Ray. And do you have the sound clip of Blueface of him saying, Catch a bag, don't worry about the thing that I'm doing? That is the low key G. That that defines this whole situation. <laughs> Catch a bag, don't worry about what I'm trying to do. And <laughs> look, bro. look, it's man, look, this I is a very know, touchy situation and i'm gonna just keep it g real and this is if you get if you get mad at what i'm about to say this is my hot take maybe in a way when people were saying that nba players should be saying well they were talking about black lives matter and the police brutality and all of that they should talk about china too no it's a difference the reason why they were more passionate and willing to talk about Black Lives Matter and police brutality is because that was actually black people getting shot 
That can happen to them. It's a little closer to home. It's happening here in America. There's nothing they can do over there in China. But dribble. (laughs) That's all they can really do. That situation over there is touchy. And I saw what they tried to do after the um, Leangelo stole stole from their store. See, they they near... Well, they were about to throw Leandro Ball in jail for, for freaking 10 years, G. <laughs> Think about that, G. Over some glasses. But all we know is that probably piling up charges to freaking call Daryl Morey a domestic, a freaking uh, China terrorist right now, G. Social terrorist. He ain't sending nigga to a concentration camp. <laughs> like, G, what is going on in China? It is a very touchy situation where my black American ass is not really qualified to talk about. And all I'm going to say is this. The NBA, Daryl Morey, and LeBron's not lying when he said he did not know the ramifications of what was going to happen. Should LeBron said that? No. But at the same time, is he lying? No. No. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be this deep. I didn't realize it was this deep till South Park did an episode on it. They did an episode already. Yes, it was they. It, it was like last week or two episodes ago where, uh, where Stan's dad because he has a marijuana business that he started last season. Pretty much they're going on with it. And he wanted to expand to China, cause, and we're literally the whole episode was about how everybody wants to keep China happy because that China money is different. And the funny oh. thing is, when Stan's dad was on that plane. NBA players was on there. James Harden and LeBron was amongst the NBA players on that plane. Plus Disney, of course. But I was, and plus they also cracked the joke saying that uh, Winnie the Pooh was banned there because uh, Winnie the Pooh looks like the uh, China president or whatever. And he actually does. If you look up the picture and Google China president Winnie the Pooh, he looks like Winnie the Pooh. But <laughs> regardless of the fact that China situation is touchy, I don't want to literally like the NBA, Adam Silver, do what y'all got to do because you lose. They say I think 70% of revenue comes from China. Damn. Nigga, 70? I've read somewhat. I heard on one podcast they said 70, but I think that's extreme. I think it's 20. I know it's a big chunk. 20%. 20 is still big. That nigga, is a big 70? chunk. If it's 70... I was going to say, if we owe 70, we basically... Gee, niggas ain't getting paid. <laughs> like, okay. No. Like, okay. If it's the 20%, because, like, the salary cap thing that I read, I think, Detroit, you saw it too, where if China was to totally remove all, le- like, all things away NBA, the NBA will lose 20%, like, net for the next salary cap increase, because, by the way, they are still slowly adding that TV money. They will lose 20% of the salary cap. So it would drop from like, I think, I forgot what the big number was, but I think it was like 120 to like 117 or 15 or something like like that. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So think about it like this for this upcoming free agency. The Lakers are pretty much going to re sign Anthony Davis more than likely, regardless of the fact. They're going like you, you after that, you're broke. You won't be able to add no vet minimums. Yeah. If you're somebody like Jalen Brown, you're trying to get that $170 million 
Once again, if you give that man $170 million, you're a fool. You, In the words of TJ. Yeah. You won't. Jalen Brown's not getting $170 million from some fool. Brandon Ingram is not going to get the money that he thinks he's going to get. Teams are going to be hesitant to overpay. You won't be able to sign a random role player to a random role player who's worth $10 million, but he'll sign a vet minimum to play with Kawhi in the game. Muggs is going to be SOL. Teams is going to be scared to trade for max contracts. Kevin Love might stay in Cleveland. Chris Paul is definitely not getting Chris Paul is stuck in OKC. He's going to retire as a Thunder. Chris Paul is stuck. The Timberwolves are stuck with Wiggins' contract. Teams is going to be hesitant to make trades because of the China situation, G. Daryl Morey might lose his job if the Rockets do not win the championship this year probably. He was going to lose that job without it. Forget a championship. The, the fact that the league is losing money, they go kick his ass out the door. They're down to Yeah. Either way, he's going to lose his job. But he's guaranteed to lose his job if they don't win the championship because it's like you traded Westbrook a bigger contract. And then on top of you say this head-ass stuff, <laughs> we're the face of China NBA. They make China mm-hmm. edition Rockets jerseys, G. They were the Every first year they get, get an alternate China jersey. I wish y'all mean when just told Jeremiah, chase a bag, don't worry the fuck about what we doing. Exactly. And none of this would never happen. Like, gee, could you imagine the Chinese president called Yao Ming, cussing that man out? And Yao Ming, yeah. like, we'll back away, sir. Ch- Yao Ming sent a text to the uh, Rockets, uh, Jeremiah, like, why'd you speak, man? We were cool. I thought we were cool. And then it's rumor, and then they said, uh, like the shoe company Anta that Clay is signed with. It is rumored yeah. that they may not pay Clay. <laughs> also, I think they, I think they like took they said, everything. Like they stopped yeah, they making took everything, but they like wasn't that. specific if uh they were taking players out their contracts either. Like if that is true. Clay. I'm wearing multiple bags, Gee, man. If I am Clay, I am calling Daryl Moore and be like, nigga, I'm dropping 50 on you niggas, G, in a minute. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many niggas. Is, Kyle Kuzma legit said he was supposed to do stuff in China. Kobe told him, secure the bag in China, nigga. He went to China, couldn't do nothing. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma's trying to make some money because he's still getting one meal a year. <laughs> no money. Niggas out here holding L's, G. It's all Daryl Morey's fault, G. But like I said, this China situation is toxic. Uh, I understand where both sides is coming from, but as we say in every No Chill Media podcast, secure the bag by all means. And Bugs out here ain't securing the bag. No matter how social injustice things look in China, Things are still a lot worse. Things just know things are a lot wor- worse elsewhere, but things are crappy here too. So, yeah, I'm just gonna focus here. Why is this match still going on? Yeah, this match is long as hell. <laughs> Damn. I just turned it back on. I thought it was over Yo, by now. Dude, that Kyrie tag Sane, match is the main event. I think so because Kyrie Sane just got uh, got hit with the woman's right, and Oscar uh, got the roll up pin. 
Shout out to Oscar and uh, Kyrie Sane getting that win. But the way Kyrie Sane just sold that punch was beautiful. It was like a legit like Mortal Kombat. Like, oh, we got a Firefly Funhouse. Hold on. Hold on. Let me turn it up a little bit. Because I'm. this is where we get random raw news. Shout out to my nigga Bray Wyatt. Why he got this Bill Cosby sweater on? Seth actually pops up at the firehouse, G. One house, G. I'll be like, okay. It's going to be funny when the lights turn out and there's multiple themes. Ooh. Dang. Speak of the devil. <laughs> Yo, why he throw Mick Foley's photo and Kurt Angle's? <laughs> Seth heel turn coming soon. Is he really about yo? Why can't Bray Wyatt have anything without getting lit on fire? G, why? Wait, what? Why? What's happening? So Seth actually popped up at the Firefly Funhouse, uh, and uh, pretty much uh, he beat Bray Wyatt up. It's Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend. Bray Wyatt beat him up, and then he just lit it, lit the Fun Firefly Funhouse on fire. Cool. Yeah, uh, I'm just mad that Bray Wyatt can't have nothing without it being lit on fire, G. Cool. Well, here come the overreactions on niggas on Twitter. Niggas is gonna say that uh, Bray, that Seth uh, gonna freak got buried, uh, buried Bray Wyatt, but I'm like, G, y'all are tweaking. <coughs> but do hey. guys even know what buried means anymore? And look. Niggas don't know what Barry means no more at all, Tyler G. It's that niggas, niggas think just because somebody gets beat up that they got buried. And I'm like, no. No. Or they get treated, that means they got buried. Exactly. I'm like, like come on now, G. Mugs got to do better. Love themselves. But it is what it is. Like, But cool way to end Raw. Um, interesting way. I want to see where they go with it. Um, at this point. Bray might end up getting traded back to uh, SmackDown at this point. I mean, Raw at this point. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so 
back to basketball. Uh, let's go ahead and continue our NBA season preview. Um, so pretty much this week, we're going to separate it more on individual accolades, and then we'll do the all NBAs and our uh, all NBAs, our finals predictions, and who makes the playoffs for next week. So that way we won't get drown you guys out with so much freaking prediction shit. But so this week we're going to do MVP, Defense Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Six Man of the Year, Coach of the Year, uh. And I also had a question of who would be the breakout player this year. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, my so let's start off with who will be our MVP. So I did top my top three uh, candidates. So I put LeBron, Embiid, and Kawhi as my potential MVPs. Mm, I'll go AD, great freaking, freaking James Harden. Mine would be LeBron, Kawhi, and I'm going to put Steph in there again. I feel like he's going to have another one of them type of seasons. Yeah, I think Steph is my dark horse to win it. It just, I have to just see, for me to believe that Steph is going to win MVP, he has to take a step up defensively as well. Yes. Like, I'm not telling him to be all defense, first team all defense like Pat Bev, but there's going to be nights where you have to guard the best perimeter player since Clay is not there. And I don't believe in Jordan Poole or Alec Burks to do that job. So. Or D'Lo, because mm-hmm. I think D'Lo's a worse defender than Steph. Yeah. Um, so, uh, defensive player of the year, I got Embiid, Anthony Davis, and I did have Rudy Gobert earlier in the uh, like last week, but I ch- I'm gonna delete that and turn that into Giannis. Um, you have Anthony Davis, uh, Kawhi. And Joel Embiid. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Um, I would say my top three would be Kawhi, AD, and Embiid. But I'm, I got Draymond as my dark horse because you can never count him out defensively, even though he is kind of getting, you know, Watch. a little sluggish. That man has the legit. I get what Draymond with Draymond order he's a not a bad dark horse option. It's just this year he has to defend everybody. Yeah, he's gonna be tired. Like you probably win like, just the fact that they said, yo man, Draymond had to defend everybody. Yeah, but I can't give it that to him because it's like to an extent, Draymond is great at defending front court players, but at the same time, you telling me that this man on some nights has to defend the best player on the other team. Some of those nights will end up being the Damian Lillards, the Kyrie's, the Anthony Davis. Well, he like he's going to and Anthony Davis about to cook that man. I think he's going to barbecue that man this year. But like I'm talking about perimeter players. Uh-huh. Like he has to guard the best perimeter players this year on top of having to go against Jokic, AD, MB some nights. Like, he's Ooh. never going to catch a break. 
So if he does this, if Draymond plays that defensive player of the year level, War should be a top four seed all season long. Should. Keyword. It's just but. whether or not they're going to be burnt out by the time it's over. Exactly. Like, that's my concern because they actually going to have to play a full season. And Mugs don't understand. Like, because last year it was different. It was like they were already ready for the playoffs. They were just tired of going through the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now this season they actually got to work to get where they really want to be. Exactly. And I don't think a lot of Warriors fans understand, like, that Steph, literally, you've been in finals four years in a row, four or five years in a row, and now y'all think y'all could potentially finesse away back into legit championship contention how I don't know, especially in a way I say that. the goal for them position wise, you need to be in the top five at least. You don't want them to be below lower than be that there. because any first round you any don't, potential first round matchups is gonna be treacherous for them. It's true. But if they the five seed, let's just say the Lakers have a rough regular season. Let's just say like rough like Lakers or Clips have a rough regular season where they end up the four seed. Do you want to play either one of them in the first round? No. Exactly. And then even if you are like, it's like no matter where you be at in the West, you can't hide because you're going in the in the first round. You're either going you're going against a team that's formidable, and you, the Warriors. You're not them niggas no more. So it's just like they're going to be burnt out because now you have to fight all season long. It's not just we can take breaks here and all of that. We have KD here, so uh, Steph and Clay can just relax and KD can win us this game. Like, right, it's going to be special to play. Steph is going to literally have to average 30 again. And yeah, that's Steph has to play all 82 games. And, yeah, I just don't. Like, they're going to be a good team, but it's just like come playoff time, I think they're going to be burnt out because they never had to play a full regular season since they went 73 and I. Right. But, um, yeah, so rookie of the year, uh, I know I said in a few podcasts ago that I had RJ Baird as my, uh, clear cut rookie of the year. But, uh, after seeing Zion in preseason, yes, I know it is preseason. I'm starting to believe that Zion may legit be rookie of the year. And his only threat is, and, like, I still have R.J. Barrett as one of my favorites, but I put Michael Porter Jr. may potentially be the only one who can steal it from him. I'm about to shock y'all. Uh, so, man is Zion, too. But barring injury and teams getting smart enough to say, hey, Kate, nobody's shooting his Pelican teams but a white boy. Um, the nigga Tyler Hero from Miami. What the heck no. is his name? Yeah. Is it Tyler right? Hero? Yeah, Tyler Hero. That nigga cold. Yo. Yeah. He's my dark horse, actually. He is my, like, legit, like... cold. Yeah, like, I think... He, he I w- definitely want it. He can shoot. And he's athletic as hell yeah. for a white boy. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of that, uh... That preseason game. Trying to put some clips out of it. Yeah. But, um... He cold. He real cold. But Zion is just... That nigga... Just, he a... But he's a six six center. I don't know how they're gonna work with that. The thing is about like, Zion, I didn't realize that he was like he's he let's put it this way. 
And somebody said he's comparable to Tony Parker to the hoop. But when I actually watch that, like, in terms of, like, like, he just don't just run into you. He tries to avoid contact. Like, he's very, mm-hmm. like, when he's in air, like, he does, like, he will try to use the glass and stuff. So he's not just, I'm going to try to l- punish you. He's smart when he's in there. Right. You got to, that's a good way for him to help conserve his, to save his body, really, especially with him being as big as he is. He don't, you don't want to have to go body to body with somebody every single night, every exactly. single play. Like, if you, the fact that he has some finesse with all that damn freaking muscle says a lot. And I think he's, I think he's a better basketball player than I gave him credit for, honestly. Agreed. Yeah, so. And he actually don't need the ball. Like, you're blessed by having Lonzo, literally, and he's willing to move without the ball. Like, you don't get that. That's another thing. Players coming to the league. I think him pairing him with Lonzo was probably, might be the, the best thing that that he got drafted into because you got a pat a willing point a willing point guard you got a good coach and you got other guys around you that can create shots for themselves and for you so that helps out his game a lot and uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll help him grow early on. Yep, definitely agree. So, Vitaly, uh, go ahead with your uh your picks. Um, I still like John Morant. For um for a top rookie of the year pick, I think Zion is gonna take it though overall. But I like what I, I always go with point guards. I like how John Morant plays, and I feel like him being Memphis, he they giving him the reins basically. So I can't wait to see what he's gonna do. Yeah, like that Memphis Grizzlies seems gonna be a fun league pass team to watch in terms of yeah. him and Jackson, and if Iggy decides to play. Don't sleep on Ben Simmons. He might get rookie yet too. <laughs> Especially if that jump shot come in like it's supposed to. Hey, man. But uh so let's move on to six man. Uh I got Kuzma. Once again I put Michael Porter Jr. in there and uh Fred Van Fleet for my six man. You already got now you gotta put uh what you call it? That song, like Lou Will. That song, like I don't think Lou Will's gonna get the points. Kuzma. Huh? I don't think Lou Will's gonna get enough points. True, but still, Lou Will. I can't. I literally can't. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I'm thinking somebody over East. Mike Scott can get it. Mike Scott gonna have to average fifteen. Sure. You right? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the people I said. Yeah, I'm not mad at Kuzma. Him. Most likely win though. Yeah, if Kuzma stays healthy, I see him winning. Tyler, who you got? Pretty much the same. I didn't really, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it, but those would be the first three names that come to mind. Yeah, I'm not mad. At him. <laughs> Like, I feel like this is Kuzma's award to literally lose. Like, I'm pretty sure the fan favorite for everybody is Lou Will. It's just the Clippers added so much scoring where it's like some nights I don't think he's going to even be the fourth or fifth scoring option. Yeah. And then it's already they talking about they're going to let uh 
Landry Shamet play point off the bench. So even more, you're taking the ball out of Lou Will's hands off the bench, which is his primary role, bench scoring, a.k.a. ball hog off the bench. <laughs> which kind of makes me feel like if the, the opportunity presents itself. They might it, trade him. They will trade him. Let's just say open at night. And it's pretty much looking like AD is playing open at night, by the way. That thumb injury was nothing. Y'all overreacted over nothing, by the way. I didn't even know you. Uh, everything that happens with sprains or anything, they're going to talk about, oh, you should have traded for AD. He's injury prone. <laughs> like, it's more so. naggy injuries than anything, so come on. But my point yeah. is, let AD sit there and give that man, like, give Zubak and Montrez, like, freaking – 30 points. And then you go against Jokic. He goes for like 20, 15 assists with like 15 rebounds or some crap like that. Like he has a God tier freaking game. Then you go against Embiid. Bodies you. Kawhi can't defend front court players. He can't. Nope. And I won't. Only if they name Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh my God. Yeah, unless it's Giannis. But Giannis only has like a couple of moves. So it makes Kawhi life easy. <laughs> So, like, you only have back dive so many times. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, it's people forget, like, the league has so many great centers right now. So, it's like, if the Clippers struggle, because, like, perimeter-wise, like, I expect them to dominate. But, your know, interior where, because, like, it's, I'm not expecting Kawhi and Paul George Pat Bad be perfect defensively every game. So it's like, if they can't do their part and teams just beat them from the inside out, you're going to have to make a trade. And Lou Will is going to be that piece where it's like, goodbye. I'm going to call up OKC and be like, hey, um, Steven Adams, what y'all want for him? And I'm dead ass if and like Stephen Adams is were to be on the trade block, I'm listening and be like, okay. Uh, since y'all calling us again, uh, yeah, so we'll take um Lou Will, um, give us a couple of picks, of course, and hell, give us Montrez. Fuck it, give us Montrez. Do they got well. any picks left? Yeah. They got a few I picks, thought they right? gave up some picks in that in that Paul George deal. They gave up a decent amount, but you give up, Mo. You're in win now mode. You need picks for. But that's what I'm saying. I thought they gave all of them up. No, they still got picks. And even then, I take Lou Will, Montrez, Harrell, and you got a couple young pieces we can still use. So it's like, hey, be that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, Detroit, you still there? Yeah, I'm oh, Okay, sound like you were snoring. But I do agree. Like, if the Clippers do improve front court rot wise, that's going to help them a lot. Going, that's going to take away. That's one less weakness for them, in an already strong looking team on paper. Yep. But yeah, it's going to fall on that. But uh, but yeah, Kuzma should run away with six man easily. Uh, coach of the year. Uh, I got Frank Vogel, Nick Nurse, and uh Jim Boylan, Bulls coach. Because I believe the Bulls is going to make the playoffs this year. Hey, who did Jim Boylan go again? I said Frank Vogel, Nick Nurse, and Jim Boylan, Bulls coach. 
Who did Jim Boylan? Who did Jim Boylan? He's the Bulls coach. Nigga, what? I believe the Bulls might make the playoffs this year. I know I said this the same time last year, but gee, this is me being optimistic of this. Bulls Nigga, team. I can't. Coach of the year, Jim Boylan. That don't even sound slap. <laughs> Coach of the year, don't slap. Coach of the year, Daryl Morey. Well, no, that don't slap either. Coach of the year, Steve Curry. Coach of the year, Greg Popovich. Eric Spolstra. That slaps. Jim Boylan don't slap. Um, but I'm gonna go whole time Doc Rivers. Uh, what's that nigga from the Nuggets coach? Uh, Is it Malone, Mike yeah. Malone, or something Mike like that. Malone, yeah. Him and I'm gonna go with Spo or the nigga from Dallas. They gonna make the playoffs this year, probably. I won't be mad at that. So. I got Doc. Uh, what's Philly's coach name again? The who? Philadelphia's coach. coach. Uh, God darn it, folks' name. Uh, the nigga we thought he was always gonna lose his job, Brett Brown. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, if, if they have a good season, like I feel like Philly should be the number one seed in the East this year. They should they be should. number one seed overall. And if they do get there, I yeah, think. they should be number one seed overall. Overall and. You mean the whole league, or yeah? yeah it's no if team that's a better record than he's gonna win. If they're number one overall, yeah. I think he'll win. Like I wouldn't be mad at that. And it's then just, my third would be, um, uh, maybe the Pacers coach. I would say what he may maybe more of a sleeper Miller. if the Pacers turn out to be decent, a higher seed than expected. I agree. They got the black dude too. Yeah. It's just with coach of the year, most of the time, like, your team, if you, if you're like a top playoff team, most of the time if you win it, it's because your team was just that goddamn better than everybody. Yeah. So, but like, if you're like a team that, where it's like, like, that's why I said, like, Nick Nurse, like, nobody, like, you're kind of counted out and Muggs not expecting you to, like, be that good, then he may more than likely win. And the reason why I said Jim Boylan, like, if he gets that young Bulls team to do anything, then it's like, oh, my God, we got to give it to the coach more than the players. That's kind of how they do coach of the year. It's weird. But, yeah. Yeah, different than how it was, like, five, seven years ago. It was like, you, if you were the best team in the league, then, yeah, your coach is going to get coach of the year. But now it's like, because the Clippers were, what, eighth seed last year? Well, he yep. didn't win. Rivers didn't win it, and he should have won. Definitely agree. It's, but it's weird. Like, Coach of the Year voting is never consistent. Um, but, uh, so, who will be the breakout player this year? So, I had to think for this. But I think it's going to be Jonathan Isaac of the Magic. Uh. I've been kind of big on dude for a minute, and that Magic team can be so much better, but I think if he has a breakout year, and a breakout year for him would be, he will have to be, he had to be a box, uh, box sheet stuffer, where literally he has to like average like over 15, plus like five assists, pretty much Draymond like stats, 
and I think the match would be so much better. Plus, it will make Aaron Gordon expendable as well. Because I'm sure the Magic would want to get rid of that contract. But I think Jonathan Isaac will make a take a huge step up this year. Borderline All-Star, maybe, if he gets to 20 points. But I think I, Jonathan Isaac finally becomes who people want him to be. Um, I got two picks. I got Deont. Or no, Dejounte Murray coming back from his ACL injury. I think he, once he gets into the flow of things, I think he could become who they wanted him to be last season. And um, my second pick could be DeAndre Ayton. But then again, that still depends on if he actually gets the touches, the right touches. Not if they got him. I'm not mad at that. I'm definitely not mad at that, especially Dejounte Murray. Would Darren Fox qualify? Unless that man does something where he can steal an all-star spot from uh, the mini guards in the West. But, like, I wouldn't really say because last year was his breakout season. It's just he, for me, it will be, he had to play, like, solid all-star level for that to happen. Wouldn't be mad at it, but, yeah. Uh, Daytrail? Mm-hmm. You're a breakout player for this season. Oh, my bad, bro. Um, breakout player for this season. Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Breakout player. That means they couldn't. Been, they they wasn't popular seasons before, huh? Yeah. God, Lee. Drew Holiday. Um, Drew Holiday is kind of a household name, so. Nick, you make this even harder. Dog, I really can't. You, I really can't pick somebody that break out. Probably Lori. I want yeah, Lori. Um, Lori fits under it, yeah. Probably Lori. That's really it for me. Um, yeah, I say Roy Markin, he most likely get MIP too. Most improved player. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to say Lori. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, like, Lori makes the most sense. Like, like I think Zach Levine already going to average freaking over 20 a game this year. Mm-hmm. But if Lori matches it, the Bulls should make the playoffs. Like, I say this every goddamn year. But they should make the playoffs this year. They have no reason not to make the playoffs this year. So, exactly. But they're like, not gonna make it because a nigga named Jim Boylan is their coach. And look, man, anything is possible, dude. It's just the unfortunate part is they don't have Chris J of Two K Twenty on their team. So uh, they the uh, to literally give out twenty assists a game and all of that. So it'll be that way. So. Mr. Boylan. Hey man, I'm just I'm just trying to stay optimistic with this goofy ass team. But we'll go. We'll talk more about that next week. So, but we appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, short episode. But next week we'll have a more bigger episode, uh, especially depending on what goes on this week in wrestling. Uh, of course, follow us on Threes from the Ring at Threes from the Ring on Twitter. 3s from the ring uh make sure you do uh what you call it oh yeah like subscribe 
on SoundCloud, of course, Apple Apple Podcasts, and on <laughs> uh, Spotify as well. It'd be all that's greatly appreciated because it lets me know y'all actually rocking with us. And when I look at those numbers, I shed up tears. So it means a lot to me. So <laughs> do that on the real. And uh, of course, we appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Avida Zen. Be smooth.